This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Ezold. Hello, and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Ezold from First Guarantee Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 480-284-6393 or toll free at 877-393-7799 or visit us online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face virtual meeting. Now, our lives are filled with plenty of magic numbers. When we turn 16, we can get a driver's license. When we turn 21, we can go out for drinks with friends. And when we turn 65, we qualify for Medicare. But to me, age 50 is another magic number that deserves far more attention than it usually gets. On an emotional level, turning 50 means you've hit the half century mark, which when you really think about it, is a pretty amazing thing. But just as importantly, age 50 is the perfect moment to take a breath and reassess your current financial position and how well it's preparing you for the kind of retirement you really want. Some financial services professionals believe 50 is a financially critical year because If your pre-retirement strategy and savings efforts aren't quite solid enough to get you where you want to be, you still have time to right your financial ship and potentially sail into a smoother retirement. But before we get into more specifics about the big 5-0, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore. Don't worry, I won't reveal whether or not you've already hit the half century mark. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I'm the old man uh, of the show. That's for sure. And I have passed fifty. Uh, but you don't say. Um, no. Well, my uh, people are like, you don't. You don't seem like you're that old. And I'm like, yeah, it's my immaturity. It throws people off. Ah, makes sense. <laughs> no, this is going to be a great show today. But first, uh, yeah, I've been doing great, and uh, this is a good one. I like this one because. I want to see what mistakes I made or what I should have been doing when I hit 50, mm-hmm. since I'm already past that mark. Not by much, but uh, I, have, I have passed the half century mark. And really, with people living longer and longer, that's really only half. I'm only halfway there. I mean, you know what they say, Aaron, 50 is the new 30, right? I agree. Yeah. 100%. So- so there you go. I just keep telling myself that. <laughs> so so I've been good, been keeping busy. How about you? What's going on over there? Uh, it's still hot as all heck out here in Arizona. Yeah, it is um, hot. Um, oh. But I guess it's that way all over the world. Um, it is. <laughs> yeah, Wyoming hit, did I hear, was it Montana or Wyoming uh, yesterday, a couple of days ago? 106. My I goodness. mean, that's just, that's crazy. Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy Nuts. time. Crazy time. Yeah. Yep. But we endure. So you we persevere. Yeah, we endure, and you've been busy, haven't you? You you love talking to our listeners about some of these topics, and I know you've been meeting with a lot of people. So, 
Uh, that's good. Yeah, you know um, what? I mean, you'd think that the summertime would slow down, but because I guess people have been, you know, closed up in their houses and everything, they're not really spending a lot, so they're wanting to invest more. And so, yes, we've been quite busy here. That's good. That's good. Well, and, uh, you know, obviously I'm interested in the notion that if you reach 50 and aren't quite where you want to be financially, that there's still time to recover. And when it comes to our finances, I think it, you know, sometimes for some people it might feel like, hey, if you miss this benchmark or that benchmark, all is lost. But I know you're going to tell us today that's not necessarily the case, correct? That's very true. Now, recent AARP article, 10 Retirement Planning Mistakes People Make at 50, has some really great perspective that I think we can use to fuel our conversation today. The article first emphasizes that it may be wise to plan to stop working before the typical retirement age of roughly 65, whether by choice or necessity. A survey from the Employees Benefits Research Institute notes that 48% of people retire before they intended because of layoffs, health concerns, or family needs. The stark reality is that when you get knocked for a loop by a job loss in your 60s, it may be difficult to find a new one, especially one with the same salary and benefits package. Accordingly, when building your retirement strategy, it's imperative to consider the possibility of leaving your career earlier than you'd hoped. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's a good point. And it's definitely a hope for the best, but plan for the worst kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly if you build an early jobless contingency into that retirement plan and then never need that extra money, I'm sure you can help people utilize it in a different way, right? You're on the right track there. Another thing to be aware of when you turn 50 is making sure your finances are balanced between too much risk and too little risk. Many people turn 50 and discover they're running behind when it comes to their retirement savings, and then they put their assets at too much risk in an effort to catch up. On the flip side, too much caution can also have negative effects on your future lifestyle. Now, you mentioned working with a financial services professional a moment ago and adequately balancing your assets and strategy as a reason to build a solid and lasting relationship with your own financial pro. Yeah, exactly. And I think the desire to catch up financially when you discover that you're running behind on your retirement goals, uh, that can lead to overly emotional decisions, correct? Yeah, I think that's a very good point. And to that end, 50 plus catch up provisions may be the most sensible answer for people who are a little short of where they want to be. For example, in 2021, folks who are 50 and older can kick in an additional $1,000 to their IRA on top of the standard $6,000 limit. Self-employed people who are over 50 and older and have a simple IRA can throw in another $3,000 above the current $13,500 limit. If you have a 401k through your employer, you can contribute an additional $6,500 beyond the $19,500 limit. And finally, when you're still working, you can open a Roth IRA, which currently has a contribution limit of $7,000 for those 50 and older. Interesting. It's clear that these catch-up provisions could really be a powerful tool and lifeline for a lot of people, but what can you tell us about how debt 
is going to factor into a retirement strategy once you turn 50? Excellent question, Tony. And it's probably no great surprise to today's listeners that if you turn 50 and are burdened by significant debt, it's time to shed it as quickly as possible. Once you've hit the half century mark, you should work to be debt free other than your mortgage. Once all your debts are paid off, you can then shift focus to pay off your mortgage before you retire. Obviously, heading into retirement without debt is going to open up many exciting possibilities when it comes to your retirement lifestyle. Well, and no debt uh, may make that dream of, say, spending two weeks in Paris each year during retirement a little more realistic if that's your goal. If you have some lofty goals or dreams like that, you want to be able to make it happen. So why don't we take a minute uh, to let our listeners know, though, how they can get a hold of you to set up this plan. Certainly. Listeners can visit my website at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com or call my office number directly at 480-284-6393, toll free at 866-393-7799 to discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns about your path to retirement. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you work so hard for. Well, and this has been a great discussion so far. Uh, You know, it's crazy about turning 50. There's a lot you can do. What do you have for us next? The next piece of advice from AARP, that 10 retirement planning mistakes people make at 50 article, is to be very cautious about taking on college debt. As the article notes, it's very common for parents in their 50s to shoulder far too much of their children's college debt because they didn't sock enough money away in a 529 account when they and their children were younger. Parents in this position may rely on a home equity loan or other credit sources to cover the cost of a child's college education. However, this strategy may well leave them with a pile of debt they can't pay off before they hit their preferred retirement age. Of course, there's no easy answer for folks in this position because the drive to take care of our children is deeply ingrained. One potential solution is to have your kids take out loans in their own names and then help them with the monthly payments. Well, and helping your kids cover the costs of college, that can be stressful. Believe me, I know. I have one that just graduated college and one that's just starting college. So I think this is an area where people definitely should work closely with someone like yourself, Aaron. I mean, there's no reason to try to figure all this out by yourself uh, when you have Mm -hmm. knowledgeable professionals who are ready and willing to help. I'm completely with you on that one, Tony. When you turn 50, it's important to double check your current healthcare strategy as well. And I'm not talking about your various insurance products, which we'll get to in a few moments. I'm talking about the personal choices you make. If your eating and exercise habits at age 50 aren't all that good, you still have time to change your behaviors for the better before you retire. Swap the lunchtime double cheeseburgers for a fresh salad. What? Replace. What do I have to do? <laughs> Wait a minute now. I, I normally trade. love your advice and it's very helpful. It's but an that, even swap. That does not sound Come on good now. To me. <laughs> How about instead of a double cheeseburger, just a single cheeseburger then? Sure. And and more of a salad. There you go. Now you also want to try and replace an hour of nightly TV binge watching with a long walk or maybe a podcast or a streaming book. These things aren't only good for your waistline and heart; they're also good for your pocketbook both today and in retirement. Well, yeah, definitely good for your pocketbook. And healthcare costs are, are so expensive. Uh, you know, you definitely have to 
have to take that into account. And I think you raise a good point. A lot of folks think eating better and exercising is all about the physical health aspect, when in reality, exercising not only makes you feel better, it helps you save a lot of money in the long run. Absolutely. Now, I mentioned health insurance products a moment ago. So let's look at those now. If you're healthy at 50, it can be easy to presume that you'll also be fit as a fiddle when you turn 60. But you know what they say about the best laid plans of mice and men. The truth is none of us knows what's waiting for us health-wise just a few years down the road, especially after we've turned 50. Well, yeah. Now, so when it comes to insurance products, what should 50-year-olds consider? Well, an important health insurance product for someone who's just turned 50 is, in my opinion, long-term care insurance. Many retirees end up needing some form of long-term care services during retirement, and as you likely already know, long-term care is very expensive. In fact, it's expensive enough that it can eat through your savings at a truly staggering clip. Thankfully, long-term care insurance can offer some degree of protection. But as you age and health issues emerge, it can be more difficult to purchase long-term care insurance at a price that fits neatly into your budget. However, if you purchase long-term care insurance when you're 50 and healthy, you'll have removed one of the biggest retirement traps out there at a price that may not harm your retirement lifestyle. After long-term care insurance, you'll also want to work with a financial services professional to ensure that your life insurance strategy is equally squared away. Yeah. If your death is premature or unexpected, you don't want your loved ones to be grappling with financial challenges while they're still emotionally processing your passing. Well, and I think for some people, the idea of long-term care insurance and life insurance is really intimidating because, uh, number one, there are just so many products out there, not to mention the cost, but working with a financial services professional can relieve a lot of that burden and uh, really uh, find you the best strategy. And once you have those products in place, uh, it just it's like a, you know it's like a, a burden has been lifted. It's a, a breath of uh, relief, right? A sigh of relief. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's a great perspective. Though I admit it isn't the most pleasant of topics, we should also address the possibility of divorce. Mm. If you're 50 and are happily married, you should still consider the possibility of a solo retirement and plan accordingly. How would a divorce affect your retirement goals? Would you be able to maintain your preferred retirement lifestyle on your savings alone? Well, and yet another example right there of hope for the best, but plan for the worst, right? <laughs> Definitely. The article's next piece of advice for those turning 50 is to make sure you don't neglect updating your key documents. And I can tell you from my professional experience that many people fall right into this trap. First, make sure you have an estate plan. And second, make sure you're updating it right away whenever the need arises. When it comes to your documents, make sure you clearly state who will care for your children if they're still minors. If your children are grown, make sure your assets are divided exactly as you wish. You don't want an ex-spouse to receive something you'd prefer a child receive because you didn't update your documents. Yeah, keeping those uh, beneficiaries uh, updated, that's important. And uh, this is a good conversation. And we've been talking about some of the financial steps you might want to take once you turn 50 to help secure the kind of retirement you truly want. Uh, what do you have for us next? 
Now, at the top of the show, we highlighted ages 16, 21, 50, and 65 as momentous birthdays. So since we spent our first two segments on age 50, I thought we'd wrap the show today by spending some time analyzing some of the things you and your finances should be aware of when you turn 65. The idea for this segment comes from another AARP article, Five Things You Need to Know About Finances When Turning 65. As many of our listeners already know, age 65 is a pivotal year when it comes to retirement planning, and the article does a very good job explaining why. Yeah, and I think a lot of people out there probably think they know what turning 65 means, but I'm guessing you're going to have a few surprises for us, right? Pop culture and advertising can often make it seem as though retirement magically happens at 65. But in terms of Social Security, the full retirement age is currently between 66 and 67, depending on your birth year. While you can begin claiming benefits as early as 62, your monthly payment is going to be smaller for the rest of your life based on how long before your full retirement age that you file. Well, and so how much smaller could it be? Well, for example, if you were born before 1955, your full retirement age is 66 in two months. If you enroll in Social Security at 65, you're enrolling 14 months early. Accordingly, your monthly benefits would be permanently reduced by 7.82% per the article. And don't forget that enrolling early can also slash the survivor benefit your spouse would receive after your death. Also, if you file before your full retirement age and while you're still working, your monthly payment may shrink based on your income. Yikes. Uh, my biggest takeaway then is that if Social Security is on your near horizon, it's a good idea to meet with somebody like yourself, Aaron, so you get that timing just right. Yes, and then you don't have to say yikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it comes to critical retirement programs, age 65 is also when you can enroll for Medicare. If you enrolled in Social Security before you turned 65, you'll automatically be enrolled in Medicare. However, if you turn 65 before you enroll in Social Security, you'll need to formally enroll in Medicare. You have a seven-month window to enroll in Medicare. The three months before you turn 65, your birthday month, and the three months after that. You can sign up for Medicare on the Social Security website even if you aren't already signed up for Social Security. I've just scratched the surface here when it comes to Medicare's nuances and rules, so I'd implore today's listeners to fully discuss Medicare with their financial services professional. Well, it definitely. I mean, Social Security and Medicare are two things you want to get exactly right when it comes to retirement. So why not work with someone like yourself? Make sure you have solid strategies and plans in place. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. Another thing to be aware of is when you turn 65, you can use your health savings account, better known as an HSA, for more expenses. In fact, an HSA can supply you with a triple tax break. First, your contributions are tax deductible or pre-tax if your HSA is through your employer. Second, the money in your HSA grows tax deferred. And third, you can withdraw the money tax-free for qualifying medical expenses at any time. Best of all, when you turn 65, you can begin using your HSA for more expenses than you could prior to that birthday. While you must stop making HSA contributions once you've enrolled in Medicare Part A or Part B, the money in your account can continue to grow and can be used for future medical expenses. Also, 
you typically must pay taxes and a 20% penalty if you use HSA money for something other than qualified medical expenses. But those penalties vanish when you turn 65 and you only have to pay taxes on money that's used for non-medical reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's that's a, another great point. So does saving for retirement, though, have to end when a person turns 65 or does it end then? Absolutely not, Tony. If you're still plugging away at your job when you turn 65, even if it's on a freelance or part time basis, you can keep saving for retirement. You can continue generally funneling money into a Roth or traditional 401k at any age as long as you earned some income from the job. As the article explains, if you continue to work between the ages of 65 and 75 and dedicate $7,000 each year to a retirement account that grows 5% annually, you'll have in the ballpark of $100,000 saved up. You have a long list of retirement savings options shortly before you turn 65 as well as after you've reached that milestone. So I'd urge you to work with a financial services professional to devise a strategy that suits your needs and goals. Well, there you go. I mean, that. and on that note, we're out of time for today's show, but it's been a good one learning some things about uh, that you really need to be aware of when you turn 50 and then when you turn 65. Uh, there's a lot of uh, myths and misconceptions out there, and you need to have a solid plan. Great show, Aaron. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today? Likewise, Tony, I really enjoyed it. Uh, if you'd like more information about what we've discussed, again, I'd encourage you to visit my website, ArizonaFinancialTalk.com, or call my number, 480-284-6393, toll-free, 866-393-7799, to discuss how my team might be able to answer those questions for you and address the concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for that retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. Thanks, Aaron. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Arizona Financial Talk with our host, Aaron Ezel. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Arizona Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Aaron Ezel at First Guarantee Financial. Call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799 or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Easel, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.